Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your interviewer, Louise Robbins, and I would like to introduce Tag Evers, running for Alder from District 13. As we begin, please tell our viewers a bit about how your educational, vocational, and civic experience has prepared you for the position and why you decided to run for Alder. Thanks, Louise. I've lived in Madison now for 30 years. I first moved here to get a grad school degree in uh, applied economics. I'm one of those people who came here for grad school and never left. Um, I took a sideway move into starting my own business in 1992 in the music business, promoting concerts. And since then, uh, we've raised uh, a considerable amount of money for local nonprofits and progressive causes. I've watched our city grow over this period of time and more particularly, uh, grow more quickly. And it's uh, apparent to me that many of the problems that we're facing as a city are due to that rapid growth. And uh, I've decided to run for office. Um, I, I forgot to mention, um, after I had started my business, I went back and got a master's, my master's degree in applied economics. So uh, using the skills that I developed as a small business person, a small bu businessman here in town, uh, over the years, organizing all these concerts, my experience in grad school with a master's degree in applied economics. I feel that I have uh, ideas that can be brought to bear about the problems that our city is facing, due in large part to our rapid growth. Madison's efforts to address chronic homelessness have appeared to fall short, especially with regard to providing sufficient support systems for a housing per first approach. What ideas do you have that might create greater success for projects such as the one on Tree Lane? Well, that's a very good question. Um, Madison, for a long time, I think, was criticizing, criticized for not doing enough about homelessness. Um, now I think that we're open to criticism because we've moved too quickly, or at least uh, in ways that aren't particularly successful. I think it's always challenging when we hyper-segregate poverty and when we bring... Uh, 50, 60 people of tremendous needs. And remember, people who have been homeless for two or three years have a tremendous amount of needs where it may be drug and alcohol dependency, uh, that may be co-diagnosed, dual-diagnosed with mental health issues. Um, there's also the trauma of having been on the streets for all these years. And you bring all these people to, <laughs> together, and it's not unusual or uncommon that there would be such problems. Um, I feel that the approach that we've taken has some flaws in its design and in its execution. The support services necessary to help these individuals adjust were not there. And the city has admitted that mistake. I am an, uh, more <coughs> inclined to think that we should be doing more scattered site housing, which means that you would have a mixture of income levels so that people who are just recently homeless are also living with folks who are, who are still needs some kind of housing subsidy. But with that kind of income mix, you have more stability and a, more of a ladder up uh, for, for vitality, for th uh, some kind of therapeutic outcome. I will say that I took a tour of Tree Lane, and I was concerned with the fact that, that the corridors themselves were very narrow. The walls were like poured concrete slabs. Uh, they were, the contours were all very harsh. There was no natural lighting. I felt like I was in a lockup facility. And it's, it's excellent that the, that the children there 
are in a better place, they have a roof over their head, that's wonderful, we, we need to be glad about that, but we should do a better job at the design stage when it comes to housing first. We can and must do better. The Madison Police Department has been faulted for not having appropriate policies and training around de-escalation and use of force, especially with regard to people of color. What is your perspective on whether any changes are needed in ways Madison police operate in our community? Well, first of all, let me say that we have excellent police officers, frontline officers for some of the best in the country. But I do think that in the aftermath of the shooting of Paulie Heenan, who was a friend of mine, the killing of Paulie Heenan, and Tony Robinson, that we do need to re-examine the use of force continuum so that we are not going from zero to 60, so to speak, so quickly. Uh, In those two incidents, unarmed young men were killed. They're no longer with us. Anytime something like that happens, it's important for us as a community to regard that as a failure, to say, how could have we done better? And the resistance to doing that is an issue that I think brings some kind of concern. All of us in the community, including MPD, need to ask ourselves, how can we do better? If a plane crashes, the FAA doesn't defend what happened. It looks at how, the, how it can be done better. You don't want to see that tragic mistake repeated. So I, I think there needs to be a little bit more engagement, a little less defensiveness when something bad like this happens. There is perception that Madison's story is a tale of two cities, one in which people of color are less likely to experience success. What can be done to ensure that Madison is a community in which all people can thrive? Well, when we talk about racial equity, which is a big reason why I I chose to run, because I've lived in this city for a long time. In fact, I was involved with Mayor Sue Bauman's study circles on race in 2001. There have been a lot of great discussions and talk around race, but very little action. When we talk about racial equity, what we're really talking about is poverty. We have segregated poverty in our city. And because of the income gaps pertaining to race, uh, a very high percentage of poor folks in our city are black or brown. And so when we talk about racial equity, we need to talk about uh, programs that can address poverty. And that has to do with affordable housing, transportation, food access, and good-paying jobs, jobs that are family-supporting and provide benefits. So yes, um, we are clearly a, a, a tale of two cities. This is an ongoing discussion that we've been having in Madison, and I think, I think we're at a tipping point. We're at a place, Louise, where we realize this is a moral imperative. We've, we've talked about this long enough. Now it's time to act. It's time to translate that moral imperative into moral action. Um, I have ideas that we can discuss if you have further questions and you want to follow up on how we could get there. But perhaps you have another question on a different topic. What issue have you identified as being of primary concern to the residents of your district, and how would you approach tackling it? Well, I I think, (coughs) excuse me, I'm going to take another sip of water here. Me too. That's another good question, Louise. And you, you know, you can have these big picture ideas that have to do with the city, or if you're talking about climate change, is something that has to do with our planet. But really, what what's important in the district? And one of the biggest issues in our district is development. 
kind of, when you can talk, we need to talk about the future of the South Park Corridor, which is target, targeted for infill and density. And while I agree that our city needs to grow up and not out, we don't need to be chopping up more farmland. There are environmental considerations there. It's very important how we go about it. So um, it's, it's, there, there are difficult conversations, but important conversations to be had around that. But the other development issue in District 13 has to do with the redevelopment of the triangle, which historically is a parcel of land bounded by Regent Street, West Wash, and South Park, an area that we did not do a very good job with in the 1960s. And there's a, there's a moral obligation for us as a city to do a better job now. I think that's realized among city staff. I'm impressed as a candidate. I've been attending the meetings of the Monona Bay Triangle Steering Committee, which is just last night there was an open house presenting um, the, the city staff's kind of mock-ups and write-ups of uh, taking in all the input and feedback from the residents. It's, there's great promise here, but it's the biggest undertaking that the city has taken uh, has embarked on of this kind, and it's some big challenges. And as the next alder at District 13, I'll certainly have my eye on that. The relationship between the council and the mayor appears at times contentious. Is this a problem? And if so, how would you improve the relationship? Well, you know, I said I've been in the music business for now uh, going on 25 years, Louise, and over the course of those years, I've dealt with some big egos. I've dealt with some temperamental rock stars, I've dealt with some uh, frustrating and, and difficult situations. Paul Soglin would not be a challenge for me. And I don't think, uh, nor would uh, Satya, if Satya is elected and if, if she's being strong-willed in a moment. I've dealt with big egos. I've dealt with people who have a sense that their way is the only way. And I, I think it's... This is relational. I have good relationships with both Paul and Satya. Uh, I'm uh, prepared to work with either one. And I think my life experience and my business experience uh, has prepared me to be collaborative and find solutions. What changes, if any, should be made in how the city approaches major projects, such as Judge Doyle Square and the public market? Well, um, those are very challenging. That's a challenging question. The Judge Doyle Square changed so many times. In fact, initially the public market was supposed to be downtown as part of that, from what I understood, and that there would be a transportation hub. And at that time, I felt personally very excited about it. But then it changed so many times, and it's been very confusing and hard to pay attention to. Uh, the issue of the public market, um, I question the location of the public market where it is because as a destination location where it's not close to anything else. I wonder how much it's going to be used. Um, I, I, so to answer your question, I do think that, the, that um, rather than pushing these things through, sometimes we need to slow the process down. I think the learning experience with Judge Doyle Square is that we need to use developers who have more of a stakeholder, a stake in our city, perhaps a local developer, rather than a Chicago-based developer. I think that was a big part of the problem. So, so being more careful in the early stages and not letting the process get carried away. What council committees do you want to serve on and why? Um, this is a good question. I, I'm interested in being on the education committee, uh, but which has been very ineffective. It's 
uh, it doesn't get much done since 2012 when it is established. As far as I know, it has not advanced uh, any any legislation to council to be voted on, um, and nothing's been passed. Uh, it's a very important committee considering the challenges in our schools. Um, I, I, I think that that committee, uh, with representation from city, county, and the school district, uh, I, I would also call, ask that we include teachers, parents and guardians, and students, because we have a crisis going on in our schools, and it's high time that we as Madison, and Madison address this crisis and get about uh, <coughs> fixing our schools. Secondly, I'd like to be involved in the Sustainability Committee and maybe the Water Utility Board. I'm concerned about uh, our water supply, about PFAS, and these chemicals that are entering our drinking water. These are serious issues to me. What would you like to say to the viewing audience as we complete this interview? I, Just a short time. A short time. Um, I, I'm excited to be running. I, to me, I, Madison is at a crossroads, and we have a real opportunity here to deal with some of these big challenges. And I think we have to do it, and I intend to do it, in response to Martin Luther King's call to the fierce urgency of now. With the threats of climate change, the big challenge of racial equity locally, I think it's time that we as a city, all the stakeholders, the elected officials, business leaders, the faith community, and everyday residents in our great city can come together and solve these problems. I want to thank Tag Evers for speaking with us and the viewing audience for taking the time to know your candidates. Please vote in this and every election. On behalf of Madison City Channel, and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, I thank you for joining us. Yeah.